Welcome to Kingdom of the Logos, a Christian program of critical thinking and adventure, produced by clergy in the Church of the Nazarene. I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor. I'm Pastor Amanda Sparrow. And I'm Anthony Alegria. And please, send us your things, such as Warrior of Sunlight, Box Knight, Solaire. Our modern world likes to use a lot of buzzwords, but it also doesn't like to be clearly defined in certain areas. The word love is a word that's thrown around a lot. And yes, it clearly means things like passion, but doesn't actually have a definition. A lot of times our world likes to brand things using love, but it doesn't always want to be very specific about what it is. Recently here in the Nashville area, I've seen a lot of billboards and things going around with the word love on them, and particularly one of them said, love overrules. Now, we have a picture here that's not actually of the billboard because, well, I was driving on a very unpleasant interstate and wasn't able to use my phone. But we get the general idea from it. And there's an interesting question that one has when they read this. And I know Amanda read this herself, and it kind of came to your mind. Like, what are they saying here? Yeah, because when you look at it, it's one word over the other. So is it love overrules, as in overrules is one word, and it overrules whatever else there may be? Or is it love exists over, over top of rules? Like, should you pick love before you pick rules? Um, so, yeah. I think a lot of people would say, yes, pick love before you pick rules, even though they won't explain what love is. Or rules. <laughs> or rules, yeah, for that matter. Yeah, no definitions anywhere. I was about to say, are the two, like, logically contradictory or? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that anybody who writes things like this necessarily is looking for consistency or having a well-developed thought. I think it just sounds really good. But... From the theological perspective, what does Jesus come to do? Does he come to destroy the law or does he come to do something else? Y'all help me out here. <laughs> yes, and, and I think that, like this is a big portion of Jesus' teaching. As much as Jesus says, you have heard it say this way, but I tell you, you know, do it this way. Like you have heard it say to hate your enemies, but I tell you to love and to pray for your enemies. He later on says also, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. That all these rules find their fulfillment in perfect love. And then he goes on with his life, his death, and his resurrection to define what perfect love is. Yes, and there was the F word that we were looking for, fulfill. I almost asked people if they could help me out. Um, but anyways, so yes, love, it is not just something which you say, oh, love, it overrules in ambiguous, feel-good gushiness. And there's other things that make love shallow too. Like, I think we all can feel the need for bumper stickers that say things like, all we need is love, or perhaps the hippie bug. We've got some pictures of that for you. I think we've all seen some bumper sticker to this effect. I know it's in music a lot, this all we need is love. And of course, the hippie bug itself, a, a image and allegory for the larger bug movement. But speaking of allegories, I think there's someone who actually created a nice image for how we should respond to the hippie bug. This is just great. We look at this and have no idea where this bug is going, but we know that it's going where it needs to. Ah, of course, an industrial shredder. What better place to put your bug than inside an industrial paper shredder? You know, I always feel like I don't have enough garage space. I guess this is the solution we've all been waiting for. We've all had those moments where we've worked on a particular car for so long we don't ever want to see it again. This is the solution. And there it goes. And I would like to send a big thanks to SSI for appropriately dealing with that hippie bug. I think we can all sympathize with the glory of sending the hippie bug back to its 
maker? Not really. <laughs> Hippie bugs. They are not um, derived from <laughs> any sort of divine providence or anything like that. But it is a nice allegory for how we deal with the shallow loves in the world. Let's just take them, send them to some industrial shredder and have it be gone. Anyways, but there is a problem when we are not specific about what love means because you kind of open up Pandora's box to kind of create this tool where people can have a narrative of infalsifiable and undebatable claims. They say something out there and there's no checks and balance. Oh, we're doing this in the name of love. Don't you love these people? You see this all the time. You see it even within the church. You have people like TV preachers and things of that nature who say, well, if you, you really love God, you'll send us money or something like that. You see politicians come along and say, well, if you care about this class of people, you'll do this. And you see all sorts of times where people, they prey on this idea that we know we're called to love, but if we don't have a specific name or understanding of love, if we don't have a, a person in our mind who have taught us to love correct, we may not know how to react to that. I know there's a, a overwhelming problem where when people have something like an addiction or maybe some other ailment in life, maybe it's a sin, maybe it's just something which holds them down, they'll want other people to enable them and people that love them and they'll go to them and say, oh, well, if you love me, you know, you'll give me a little bit more of that. You know, just lend me a little, little bit here and there. Come on, love me. Sorts of things like that. People always are wanting to redefine love. However, Jesus in John chapter 13, I know we talked about this in some recent videos, but John chapter 13, verse 34, we get a very, very specific understanding of the commandment to love. Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. In this scripture, love is neither vague nor without aim. In our modern world, it doesn't like words to be defined. It doesn't want clear-cut concepts, but I actually think love is something we can clearly define. I think just throwing it out there, we all know that love is often used to mean passion. People say, oh, well, I really love that. That's a hobby I love. Love means passion on a lot of different levels. They may be passionate about another person. But there's also a deeper love, and we all know this. And here's a way that I like to define love. Love means to invest in someone or something in order to go down a righteous pathway. And I want to throw this to Amanda and see what her thoughts are on this. I know Amanda's always got a nice orthodox response <laughs> to stuff. Um, Amanda, what do you think about this? Love means to invest in someone or something in order to go down a righteous pathway. Well, I think um, also to mention something you talked about, you know, people who are um, have bad habits or something that is, is oppressing them. Um, and they say, well, if you love me. And I, I remember, like, growing up in, in conversations where, you know, they kind of sit young teenagers down and like, hey, we're going to teach you what it, what a good relationship looks like. And one of the things they, they kind of sat us down and told us about um, was that if someone ever comes up to you and says, well, if you love me, you will do fill in blank here. And they said that this is how you immediately know this is an inappropriate relationship. And I think that's so funny that, you know, middle schoolers were taught this and yet we have structures and agencies in the world that basically do that. If you really love, you will vote for this person. You will support this policy. You will support this uh, even church structure. Yep. And and it's like, so, but wait. And so to your point then of now this, this definition is to invest in someone. There is nothing wrong um, with some ideas that people have, but their implementation um, is very faulty because they ultimately don't have a, found, a true foundation of love. And the idea is they might want to invest in someone, they may want to help somebody, but they don't have that end result of wanting to go down righteousness. And righteousness, very easily defined, is just right order. So if we don't have that end goal in mind, if we're merely 
quote unquote helping, quote unquote loving, it the results are very disastrous. And the truth is, though, we can invest in people for and wanting them to go down a righteous path, and they because they have free will may choose not to. So that doesn't mean even if you do it the right way, people aren't going to choose some wrong things later on. But we have a much healthier sense of help of love if it's towards righteousness versus just towards this kind of aimless, so we can feel less guilty that we have things and others do not. And I just realized after throwing out this definition, and I've been working with this for a while, I've got to go out there and be more precise a little bit now. I hate it when you always have to get so much legal language going on, but some people might say, well, oh, the the preachers there on the, the computer screen or on the phone, they said, you've got to invest in me. Um, that invest doesn't always mean financially. Invest no. means actually taking time to, to care about people and spend time with them. Recently, I was doing a, a funeral memorial service for, for someone, and it was so apparent, this man's children, his grandchildren, and even he's got a few great-grandchildren, how much he had personally invested in them. And not the ways of like money, but just teaching them the proper ways of righteousness in life. And they were able to emulate that. And that's one of the things we need. We need people in our lives where we can say, oh, my, my piano teacher, Ruby Halliburton, really exampled righteousness to me. And people who have lived Christ-like love, we can see that. Even Jesus, if you go on just beyond verse 34 into 35, he says, this is how people will recognize you as my disciples because you're loving as I have. And having people to be flesh and blood role models is very good. And also being a flesh and blood role model for someone else is very good because Christ called us to be Christ-like. That's very important. Well, any final thoughts before we close? Anthony hasn't had much to say in this podcast, but he has been hard at work over there producing it and doing the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think if uh, if I were to add anything, it would only be perhaps an incorporation of um, being willing to sacrifice and maybe said a little better than that. Yeah. Well, to go back to some of the stuff we were talking about before the show, to encourage people to watch movies that are, uh, well, we won't <laughs> give it a great. But there's the movie 2012 that came out that was about Doomsday. It's the most awesome death scene I've seen in any movie. There's this guy who's a, a Russian guy, and he's, 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 a, he's a big fella, and he's got two boys, and he realizes that he's not going to be able to run and put them on this ship. Basically, the whole world is ending. There's like a boat thing, and I guess this is spoilers for the 2012 movie as well, but anyways, <laughs> um, not too many people will care. But there's a, a boat, and... It's saving people. It's an ark, sort of like in Noah's Ark. And this man, he's running, and he jumps off of a ledge, and he's obviously jumping to his death, but he's got his two boys in his arms, and he slings them. And the kids fly up through the air, and they land there on the boat, and they survive. And he's already jumped, and he just plummets to his death. So he's investing in getting them towards life, a righteous pathway, but he, he had to sacrifice himself to do it. It's a pretty cool scene. Any final thoughts, questions, or comments from anyone in this room? All right. Well, with that, God love you and have a blessed day.